What do the Cowboys need to do to beat the Vikings in Week 11? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe 24 7. Monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are previewing the Cowboys Vikings Week 11 game today. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about this game. There's tons of implications for the Cowboys in this. There's lots of angles, so let's let's get right into it. Yeah, so let's start start with the Cowboys offense against the Vikings mm-hmm. defense. It's interesting. This Vikings defense has been pretty good this year. And I don't know if it's because of the the addition to Cedarius Smith or maybe it's Mike Zimmer being gone, but how do you <laughs> how do you think the Cowboys plan on attacking Minnesota in this game? Well, it's going to be really interesting to see if we get Dame, uh, Damian, Damian Tomlinson. I can't say his name. The the, the big defensive tackle from the Vikings, Tomlinson. Dalvin Tomlinson. I, I, oh, I keep thinking it's Damian. No. Um, and 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 it, he's a huge part of of kind of that interior group that they have. Uh, but I mean, really, I think that the kind of the forefront of this Vikings defense has been their pass rush. I mean, they've had uh, you know really great production from Zadarius Smith. Dan, uh, Daniel Hunter, uh, and they kind of move those folks around a little bit, and and I, I'm pretty sure that, that Smith actually leads the league in pressures, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, so they they have a, a way to get after the quarterback. Now, I, I think the the part of that they're trying to desperately hide is that their back end, right? The coverage has, has, has taken a hit, especially as Cam Dantzler got hurt and is out for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do still have Patrick Peterson, but you know, let's not let the name recognition uh, fool you here. This is not the same Patrick Peterson as a decade ago he's playing uh, well this year like this is the best he's played in the last few years but you're right like this isn't lockdown shutdown Patrick Peterson yeah and and they're gonna potentially be down to their uh, you know it's there's a in, their second quarter cornerback is in question their current second cornerback Caleb is in Evans, question yep. with with the concussion protocol so we don't know exactly what we're going to see in the secondary but I do think that there is the ability to kind of take advantage of that I also think the second level has some uh, places that you can expose it again uh, speaking of linebackers that are not quite what they used to be uh, Kendricks is not quite the same Kendricks that we're used to. Still a very heady player, still very smart, uh, but there is some some uh, you know exposure that you can make on that second and third level. So the Cowboys have got to figure out what they're going to do with that defensive line, whether that's running the football to kind of keep them honest a little bit and keep the pass rush at bay a little bit, and then working the linebackers and safeties uh, in the middle of the field. But I think it's 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 going to be tough sledding if they have to get into a situation where they're going to have to throw the football consistently, or if they get behind and and Vi- the Vikings know that they're throwing the football. This is a game, Landon, where the Cowboys have to be able to pass the ball well. They have yeah. to, right? Like, yeah. I, even if Dalvin Tomlinson doesn't play, they've got enough interior guys to make the Cowboys work. And 
to be fair, their linebackers, Eric Hendricks and Jordan Hicks, like they both excel coming downhill and filling yeah. gaps, right? So yeah. the Cowboys have got to be able to pass the ball well. I, I don't worry about CeeDee Lamb on Patrick Peterson. I actually think that's a pretty good matchup. The one for me is it's Michael Gallup. We've been talking about Michael Gallup all week. They need Michael Gallup to play better. It's very likely that in this game, he'll be going up against the fourth cornerback for the Vikings, who is Chandon Sullivan, who we actually talked about in the Lockdown Vikings show, uh, the, the crossover show. This is a small, slow, like a four-six-five corner that's really been a, you know, a slot corner his entire life, and he's gonna have to play on the outside against Gallup. The Cowboys have got to win that matchup. Like it's just, I, I don't know how more much more cleanly I, or clearly I can say it. Gallup has to have a big game in this one. And, and, and honestly, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, and I'm sure everyone else is going to be shocked to hear it. The Cowboys are going to be glad to have Noah Brown back this week, I think, as well. I, I think that both of those guys can, you know, make some uh, some room against some of these down roster corners. So, uh, but yes, Gallup especially because you're going to need that kind of specifically that extra ability to kind of get upfield, double move stuff against these guys, get uh, yes. up the sideline, create more space underneath for, for more passing underneath and the kind of middle intermediate range. Uh, and the way you do that is threatening them deep. I think Gallup has slowly but surely gotten a little bit healthier each week. Uh, I think this is, this could be a great game for him to really kind of fully kind of come into his own and break out. If that's, if that's what he's going to do uh, simply because of the matchup, and it certainly would be a great time for the Cowboys to have that happen simply because it would open up so much opportunities in both the run and the pass. Yep. The other thing that the Cowboys need to do is they got to avoid third and long. So, again, I'm going to promote the, the crossover show with Luke, but he said when they get into third and long, that's when they're going to move Darius Smith over top of a guard and just let him rush. And, and that's bad news to the Cowboys because Connor McGovern, you mentioned it all week long, like he's struggling. So if the Cowboys are in these third and tens, third and elevens, I don't know if they're going to have the pass protection to be able to throw the ball down the field and get first downs. The, you know, I think what's going to require is just, you know, more 12 personnel or more, you know, tight end having to come in and block in order to have enough blockers for everybody, which is not an ideal way to throw the football uh, on third and long just because no, you're taking a player no. out of route. Uh, but having said that, the good news for the Cowboys is that th- they don't have great coverage, so you might be able to get away with that a little bit more because you, yes. you have guys that can beat those one-on-one coverage. So there is opportunities there to be made, but the, but you know somebody's got to win. Either the Cowboys' pass blocking has got to win or the, the wide receivers have got to win in order to kind of get past those third and long situations. But I agree. Honestly, the game plan for both of these teams on both sides of the ball is almost identical. You know, they are, they are such similar teams. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, right? It's, 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 they're very schematically the same. And then on top of that, you know, the proportions of where the, the talent is, is, is similar, not exact. But I would say that as far as the game plan against each other, it's, it's very similar. They have to find a way to protect the quarterback. They're going to need to rely on the run game in order to kind of consistently move the ball because they don't want to get into a third and long situations. Correct. Either team, because both teams' pass rush uh, is going to have a field day against the opposite team's offensive line. Uh, really quickly before we move on, um, is this a Tony Pollard or an Ezekiel Elliott game? <sighs> I, I think it's probably a Pollard game. You know, uh, that's I, think, I, lean. Yeah. I think Zeke is going to be back and, 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 and obviously get a, a, a good portion of carries. But I, I do think that they probably want to be careful about 
you know, the fact that they have to play a game in four days after this, you know, so th- I, I, do I don't wonder think it if... makes sense to give either guy 20 touches. in this No, game. no. But I, I, I think that yeah, especially since you're still kind of uh, looking back or you're still you're still kind of working back Zeke into the lineup. I just don't know that you're going to give him the lion's share of the carries no. up front. Uh, and, and likely what you'll do is you'll probably proportion it out to pollard for this game and or is zeke for the other game or maybe it goes the other way but I, I do think that they have to be cautious of the fact that they're playing a, another really important game in four days that's why i think it makes sense just to be you know 13 touches or 13 carries for zeke including the goal line stuff 12 for pollard and you might think well why should pollard get you know less work we've been kind of been talking this for a while i think the neutral carries right like between the 20s non-short yardage i wouldn't be surprised if pollard gets more of those touches in this game but short yardage goal line you know really important downs that might be zeke i I think one of the reasons that you might see more pollard than zeke or you know that they may tend to do that is because of the defense that the vikings are going to play they're going to play a lot of shell coverage they're going to play a lot of too high if you want to get chunk plays against those kind of defenses you want to get them out of that kind of you know they'll rotate their safeties but but i I think if you want to get them out of that defense Big chunks in the run game is the best way to do that. And, and again, this is one of the older defenses in the league. Like Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter aren't the youngest guys in the world. Neither are Eric Hendricks and no. Jordan Hicks. And even Harrison Smith is an old Harrison Smith now. is an old man Patrick, at this point. Pa- yeah, Patrick Peterson is older. Like this, you might be better off to have a little bit more speed in this game. But we'll see. All right, let's uh, flip things around to the other side of the ball. But before we do that, we want to tell you about Tommy John's. Getting stuck in Black Friday crowds, super uncomfortable. Shopping Tommy John's Black Friday sale from your couch, now that is super duper comfortable. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself with brand new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. With over 18 million pairs sold, giving Tommy John's has become a holiday tradition 97% of women and men love getting a gift from Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale going on right now and get 30%. Yes, 30% site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. Again, 30% off everything now at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. One more time, TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. See site for details. All right, let's talk about the uh, the Cowboys' defense going up against this Vikings offense that has been really good this season. What's the key to slowing down the Vikings? Well, I think for the Cowboys, they, they've got to stop the bleeding in the run game, right? I mean, the outside zone, crack toss, you know, getting out to the edge, like that's that's something that the Cowboys have, have got to figure something out, at least kind of slow the bleeding down. At the same time, I'm not trying to like only focus on the run game, right? You'll get because killed if you do that. Right? You'll get killed if you do that. But I do think that they need to find a way to uh, at least, you know, kind of. I, I think the, the Green, Green Bay was able to get chunk plays on first and second down at a rate that that you got to stop. Like you have to be able to make a play on one of those downs to put them into a bad situations. And I think the difference between the, the Green Bay game and this game, uh, as far as offenses go, is that you know. I don't know that Kirk Cousins is going to be as efficient as on 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 fewer number of passes as Aaron Rodgers would be. I, I think right. that Jeff, Justin Jefferson is is the best wide receiver in football. There's no doubt about that. There's going to be plays where Cousins just throws the ball up, and Jefferson's going to go get it, and that 
you know, that's why Jefferson really fits for Cousins because Cousins' natural inclination is to kind of just throw the ball up and 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 like you know at times, especially when he has pressure. In it's his like face. it's so, default, but it gets the pressure, right? Like saying, yeah, I'm just and, gonna throw the ball up and my receivers go make plays. And when you've got a guy that like Justin Jefferson, that can work out for you. But at the same time, it doesn't always work out for you. And, and Je- yeah. Jefferson, I mean, uh, Cousins, if you can get pressure in his face, if you can make him antsy. Maybe he doesn't throw an interception, but he throws a bad pass. And he definitely is a guy that has always, for the entirety of his career, been severely affected by pressure. He just doesn't handle it well. So if the Cowboys are going to keep him in a clean pocket, if they're going to allow him to bootleg on play action and not have to worry about pursuers uh, and allow him to sit back there, Kirk Cousins and, 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 and the passing game combined with the run game will tear this defense apart. But if the Cowboys are able to make some plays in the run game here and there, kind of keep it at bay a little bit, set up some pass situations where they know they can pin their ears back, uh, there is definitely going to be opportunities for this Cowboys defense to not only make plays to stop and get them off the field, but potentially create turnovers and, and, and get the ball back for their offensive good field position. 100% agree. And we know that Kirk Cousins is just a completely different quarterback when he gets pressure on him. So to me, it's – it's the front four, right? They've got to find ways to get pressure. That's going to be tough in this game, Landon, because Minnesota has a really good offensive line. Uh, Christian Derrissa, their left tackle, he's PFF's number one graded offensive tackle this year. He's been awesome. Now, he he had a concussion last week. I saw that he was limited in practice on Thursday. We'll see about the practice report today. But if he does play, this might be the best offensive line the Cowboys will play all year outside of Philadelphia. So they're going to need – Micah Parsons to win his matchups. They're going to need the Marcus Lawrence as banged up as he is, he is to find ways to create pressure. If they don't, it's going to be a really long day on defense for Dallas. Yeah, I, I do think that they will be able to make uh, some some hay, especially against the interior with stunts and twists. Uh, I think that they you know they'll be able to kind of disrupt things a little bit. I I, I, I you know listen, Darisaw is playing fantastic. They definitely have been relying on the fact that they can kind of isolate him a little bit. Um, I also think that that Darisaw will you know get a face full of Michael Parsons at different points this year. So we're going to really put to test exactly how good he's playing. Uh, a, a tackle so uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup there's no doubt it's a really fun matchup on both sides yeah, of the ball like just, just, these teams are so similar and listen we should mention tj hawkinson who the cowboys have already played once this year i mean just a perfect fit in this offense right like he'll yeah. block he'll do all the play action stuff you can use him in the red zone it's gonna make this offense really tough to defend i know everybody wants to know about trevon Diggs. if you're dan quinn of the cowboys what do you do with Diggs in this game? Do you do you have him shadow Justin Jefferson? Do you have him cover Thielen? What do you do? I think you mix it up, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think you're definitely going to want some snaps with with uh, with Diggs on on Jefferson. You may want to just put Diggs on Thielen and then kind of uh, put you know a lot of the onus of the rest of the de- defensive secondary on on Jefferson. You know, cap him, play somebody on top of him. Um, you know, maybe some some linebacker help if he's if he's gonna you know try to run slants. Uh, I I tend to think that they are not gonna just do one thing. Like I, I think, I, I think that, that's smart. I, I think that would probably be a problem if they kind of just were constantly putting digs on Jefferson and then you know like uh, uh, a linebacker or a safety on on Hawkinson. 
Um, I, you know, I think and another thing I think you need to, you mentioned Hawkins. I think another spot where you need to really w- watch out for him is on broken plays, right? Like Hawkinson yeah. has been the kind of a guy that, that, uh, that, uh, even more so than Jefferson, it feels like since he's been acquired, uh, since Hawkins has been acquired that, 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 uh, Cousins has really relied on when the play breaks down, getting out of the pocket, just trying to find a big target to throw the football to. That's where Hawkins has been able to sit down in zones and create some problems. So, uh, I think the Cowboys are, are not going to try to just do one thing. Uh, in coverage, uh, they're going to try to they mix it up. At least. Yeah, because Cousins Cousins is a very cerebral guy, and, and, and if you do the same thing over and over, they'll, they'll find a way to spam that and kill you. I mean, and he's been around the league for a long time, and he's played Dan Quinn's defense multiple times. If you just are doing one thing, he's going to find a way to, to pick it apart, especially at home. So you've got to mix it up. You've got to send blitzes. You've got to use stunts and just create havoc on offense like, or on defense like we saw the Cowboys do last year when they played the Vikings. They, yeah. The defense absolutely balled out in this game. They're going to need them to do something similar to get the win here on Sunday. Let's uh, let's make our predictions for this game. You know this is my favorite part of the week. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sport, sports podcasts, and we know that you do because you're listening to one right now, you can also find those at Bet Online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Last time I checked Bet Online, the Cowboys were one point favorites on the road here. Uh, it's only happened. Like four times in NFL history, Landon, where an eight and one or better team is a home underdog. And I think three of the four times it was because the starting quarterback got hurt. Yeah. So it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. But uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Who do you think wins and why? I'm picking the Cowboys. I, I think this is a tougher game. This is an easier game than the Green Bay game. So that- weird. Because it's, it's 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 I know it's weird and I think you agree with me maybe yeah but I it's but it's 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 all the other elements that surround this game right you're not going to Green Bay you're not there's no history with this the Cowboys have had success against the Vikings at different times in fact mm-hmm. in this situation the Cowboys are Green Bay <laughs> for the for the Vikings right so um, I I tend to think that you know the Cowboys are uh, you know a little bit better than their record the Vikings may be a little bit worse than their record. Um, and I think that, that this is a situation where the Cowboys did not play good football last week and they're embarrassed and the Vikings are kind of on an opposite trajectory. They, they got a surprise win against a very good team last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, so these teams are kind of (laughs) heading in opposite directions, I guess, but I do think that the Cowboys are, they, the Cowboys need this game more than Minnesota does. And, and I think that it's, especially after Green Bay lost last night, right? Especially after that. So I think for the Cowboys, they are going to be extra motivated to come out here and win this game. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I, I think it's going to be actually a low-scoring game. I, I just don't know that. Hmm. Like, I, I just don't know that there's going to be a ton of points um, simply because I think these defenses are both very good. So I am going to say, let's say 24-21 Cowboys. So the Cowboys have been a little bit of a problem for the Vikings. Uh, they've won four of their last five meetings. They beat them last year with Cooper Rush. They beat them the year before that. Uh, with Andy Dalton. Uh, the one game they, they did lose was the 2019 game. I call that the game that Jason Garrett got fired, even though he didn't get fired. Oh, that's was, right, yes. That was the game where he made Tavon Austin fair catch a punt 
uh, which he could have scored a touchdown and kind of threw him under the bus afterwards. And you don't do that to Tavon Austin, who is one of the most well-liked guys on the team. But yeah, the Cowboys have been the boogeyman for for the Vikings. So here's what I've been saying all week, Landon. My... When I, when I look at the rosters and I look at the matchups, I keep thinking, man, Minnesota, they've got a really good offensive line, a really good receiver, a good running game. The defense is playing well. This is a game at home they should win. But my gut's been telling me all week that Dallas is going to win this game. Um, so I'm going to pick the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just yeah guys. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I actually envision this being a little bit higher scoring of a game. I think like – oh okay. 28-27, something like that, that it comes oh, wow. down to the last possession. I I, I kind of think this is a game where both offenses are going to be able to run the ball well, create big plays in the passing game, and we're just going to see these teams moving up, up and down the field. You know, it's funny, right? It's like if you had taken the, the kind of just facts of last week's game and, and you know, took the names of the teams out of the picture, right? You're, you're, you got a six and three team that's in the playoff race going against a three, three and five team right. or a six and two team at the time, three and five team and going into green Bay. Like there's no reason the Cowboys shouldn't, should, should win that game. Right. And, and obviously the particulars are important because we go, went into that game feeling very eh, like, yeah. this is a lot, yeah. lot of things that we should worry about. Uh, this is the opposite side of this, right? Where the Cowboys are six and three going against a team that's eight and one, right? Eight are they eight and one or seven? Eight one, seven, yep. eight one, right? And um, and and I feel more confident about this game than I do uh the, against the team last week. I do think that Styles make fights. I do think that there is some things that the Cowboys uh are going to be in kind of a a detriment to as far as matchup. Uh, but I just think that there's. I, I, I just I, I just feel that the Cowboys are going to play much better football this week, uh, and I do think that the Cowboys are a more talented team than the Vikings. So, uh, you know, there's still superstars on either one of these teams, and it's any given Sunday. They're both good teams, really good. But teams. yeah, it's it's going to be a very very fun game, I imagine. I think this is a big game for Dak. It's not yeah. that he played yeah. so poorly last week that or anything like that. I just think it's another road game against a really good opponent. That's I, I think it's C, this is a CBS national game. Tony Romo and Jim Nance are doing this game. Yep. Go play well. Go out play Kirk Cousins. Go show that last week was a little bit of a fluke. Go put up thirty five points against a good team and kind of shut up all the doubters for like two days before we start talking about the Thanksgiving game. You're not playing in grass, you know. You're not. I mean, you, 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 I, and I think that that's going to be a big factor too. Is that they're playing on 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 you know turf and and that's something that the Cowboys' offense, especially the offense, is more comfortable with. So, I think that may make a difference. Again, there's lots of little things here that make me feel much much uh, better about this game than I did about the Green Bay game. Absolutely. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. I also want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you download Locked On Cowboys. Please, please, please go rate uh, and review us. We would really, really appreciate that. Go check us out on YouTube as well. Landon, you and I will be back probably Sunday night to recap this game. And then we've got a quick turnaround. Got to get ready That's for right. the Giants just a couple days later. You guys are all you guys are all used to this. We do this yeah. every year, right? So uh, it'll be the normal Thanksgiving turnaround. But uh, I'm certainly excited to get into it. All right, follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. 
We'll see you guys next time.